Okay, where do you want to start here? Uh, Kevin Love. That is where I was thinking. So we've talked about it forever. I mean, they've got to get Kevin Love out of Cleveland. He signed the long-term deal, I believe, two summers ago. So he's stuck there for a few more years. It's miserable there. They're struggling. We've come up with 18 million different trade ideas for him over the few years. And the word on the street right now is at least he wants to go to Portland. Is that what you're hearing also? Yes, because he grew up in Oregon, wants to head back home, right. and the Cavs have been horrendous this season right. under John Beeline. I also heard, though, which kind of conflicts here a little bit, I heard he wants to go to a contending team, and I would not peg Portland as a contender right now, but things can change, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and I think we'll get into that here. Um, you know, Portland knocked out the Thunder last year in the playoffs on that Dame step back ended the Russell Westbrook era you know this is a team that expects to be contending this season and so far they're 9 and 15 they're three games back uh behind the Suns and the Thunder for the seven or eight spot my two teams baby and they have hold tight Suns and Thunder (laughs) yeah you know they have the highest payroll in the entire league so that puts their front office in a pretty sticky situation they either need to be contending every single year right now while they're paying 147 million uh in salary or, or they need to blow it up. up all right yep so do you think that pulling in kevin love is a move that would help them out because i know nurkic is still out and i was i was reading into that a little bit today rodney hood's now says out he's, for the year also yeah Torres acl um but yeah, Nurkic won't be back till at least Valentine's Day is what I saw, and that's way too much of a hard date. That seems pretty arbitrary, but yeah, I think Portland. I don't know. Has to they, almost, I think they almost have to anticipate him not coming back this season because that's such a tough injury to come back from, and that was such a gruesome one. He's such a big guy. I mean, Hayward and a lot of those guys were able to do it and seem to be getting back to form. You know, Paul George did it, but Nurkic is a big mm-hmm. old boy lugging around another hundred plus pounds that those guys aren't so i'm not sure how quickly he's going to be ready to play and i'm also not sure how quickly he's going to be back to playing competitively yes i think that's going to take a long time but we'll see um yeah i agree that's that's just something that i don't really think they can bank on at this point so getting kevin love does make sense because a lot of this money I mean, they're not moving Dame, let's be honest. It doesn't seem like they're going to move CJ. I think they would have done it by now a year or two ago if they were going to do that before he really entered his prime years. And, I mean, they're stuck with Whiteside. Nobody's going to want his money. And with Nurkic's deal and his injury being such a big one. Whiteside's Whiteside's expiring. He does expire. But I'm saying this season, I mean, they could maybe move him, try to dump him off. But it's just such a bad deal. What's the number on there? It's 20-plus million, I want to say. It's 27 mil, and Kevin Love makes about 30 million. So, Portland, let's see, let's do the math here. Uh, 125% of 27 is how much they can take on. So, I think they're good. Yeah, they're definitely good. If they were to bring in Kevin Love. Yeah. Yeah, they're fine. They could do Whiteside for Love and give them a a first round pick or or two. I don't know. Kevin Love is still viewed as an all-star in many people's eyes right what kind of package do you think they're gonna have to give up well i had heard originally going into this season that the reason he hadn't been traded yet was because
because over the summer, teams were pretty much saying, hey, you know, we'll take Kevin Love's contract off your hands. He's not producing like he used to. You know, you probably regret the deal. We'll throw you a few seconds and a young player or two. And Cleveland was adamant on getting a decent haul back for him, and they wanted at least two first-round picks is what I'd heard at the time. I'm not sure how much that's changed now, but I think with some of the deals that are going around right now, Kevin Love locked in for three years after this season at 28 to 30 mil. I think that's a pretty good contract. And so I think they're going to have to get a young player or two and maybe a first back for him. I think if you're just given white side, you need to throw in two first probably or white side and Simons and a package of seconds or a first. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think teams are going to be wanting more. Man, I don't know. It's a tough one. It's a tough one because I think teams are going to think Kevin Love's at a discounted price with how bad Cleveland is and with his deal still being relatively big, and I think Cleveland views him as a solid asset. So I really don't know. Yeah, I just I don't know how much better he makes Portland, to be honest. You know, I, I think it's definitely going to be a marginal improvement. I think it would be crazy to say – bringing in Kevin Love isn't going to maybe turn things around a little bit. But even then, man, I don't think Portland is going to be close to winning a title. I just don't think that that fit really works there. Because now you've got Melo, you've got Dame, you got CJ, and you're going to be starting those four guys. I mean, Melo won't come off the bench. He refuses. That's been publicly known. And obviously, if you're trading for Kevin Love, you're trading to start him. And so I just think their bench is so weak if they make that deal. And that starting lineup, those four guys, they require so many shots. That is I just, so bad on defense yeah, is where my head's at. That's They're also one of the a big worst teams there. in the league defensively. One thing I you know, will throw in here real is, quick. Uh, do you remember yeah. over the summer when we were talking about Portland and the Western Conference and Denver, and uh, someone, might have been me, might not have, said that they think either Denver or Portland is going to have a letdown year and miss the playoffs, and they were nearly crucified by the other person on the show. <laughs> uh, just had to throw that out there, remind you. But I think I do remember saying that. Yeah, yeah, that. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but regardless, <laughs> no, I, I think yeah, you did. Portland, you did. Portland's in trouble. And the Kevin Love deal would be cool. And if you'd have told me in the summer, you know, you throw Kevin Love in there with that group they've had, I would be a whole lot more excited about it than I am right now just because they are – I mean, they've, they've lost so many guys to injury. They weren't deep before that, and they're just so bad defensively, like you were saying. I don't know if there's anything that can help them. Yeah, I'm just looking at ideas of how to make a move even possible. And I think Whiteside has to be in it. Maybe Bazemore and Rodney Hood. But can you can you honestly see them trading Rodney Hood after tearing his ACL and playing for the Cavs like just a couple years ago? No, I don't think anybody I would mean, take him off the torn ACL and also he's kind of got a history of being a troublesome guy in the locker room so I don't think anybody's well, going to want Cleveland, a guy who's out for the year and he's potentially an issue in the locker room yeah I mean Cleveland would only be making this deal to bring back young assets uh in the first place but I don't know I like they're the they have the highest payroll in the NBA Portland does yeah I don't understand what bringing in love does for that team he's he's not gonna make them he's not gonna give them that push like we said it, it just doesn't make much sense to me i guess at this uh, point you have so much money on the table 
you just try to get in the playoffs to sell tickets and keep your fans happy. That's how I think they're going to play it. I'm not sure. I mean, you either blow it up or you do what you can to get in the playoffs just to sell tickets and keep everyone happy. Because if they miss the playoffs, it's a huge deal. The fans are going to be pissed off. The players are going to be pissed off. It's not going to be an ideal free agency spot. I mean, it never really was. That's not going to help the case. So I don't know. I mean, Portland's stuck with a pretty shitty hand here. Are there any other teams besides Portland that you think could go after Kevin Love here? Or teams that would make sense for them to at least? Um, no, I was I was sitting here trying to think of some and nothing really comes to mind. Do you have something? I've got two. And I've got two potential trade ideas here. The first one's the Dallas Mavericks. I think they're a big Ooh. away from being a contender. And I think at this point, people are starting to acknowledge that. And I think within their organization, they know that also. And I don't think the plan was to go all in right now, but I think it's time to start pushing a few chips toward the middle of the table. The trade I have is they send Tim Hardaway, Maxi Kleber, and a future first for Kevin Love. And that way the Cavs get back a first-round draft pick. They get back Kleber, who's a stretch stretch forward. He can really play the four or the five. He's a solid piece. Um Seems to be a good locker room guy, kind of a good glue guy. Then you also get Tim Hardaway, who can make some shots, and he's relatively young still. Contract not amazing, but it's a guy that can help you get a little bit better right now, better guard play. It'll help push those young guys in practice that you're trying to develop in Garland and Colin Sexton. Yeah. And it might take some seconds in there also, or maybe two firsts, but I think the Mavs could potentially get it done. And a starting lineup with Kevin Love, Porzingis, and Luka is just scary. It's not defensively the best thing in the world, but they're making it work defensively right now. So I don't think Kevin Love adding him is going to make it any worse. Hmm. Let me unpack that a little bit. I don't don't know about Kevin and Porzingis playing on the floor at the same time together. Yeah. I think modern day You know I have an affinity for... Yeah, I like Dwight Powell. I like what he can bring to the table defensively and as a rim runner. Right. But I, I don't know. It, I would rather have Kevin Love than Porzingis right now. I'll give you that. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I guess in the I mean, just in. right right now. Yeah, like, that makes sense. Obviously, they're not ever going to make a move like that, but he's been – Porzingis needs to get it together. Yeah, and I think needs to. I think Kevin Love and Porzingis would work in the Western Conference. In the East, though, I think there's a few teams you could run into that might give you problems. Teams like the 76ers, maybe the Pacers. And then in the West, potentially the Lakers. Anthony Davis could give you some trouble. But I think Kevin Love, outside of Dwight Powell, I think he would be the second best defending big on that team if that's saying anything. like I don't think they're very good defensively right now, and I think Kevin Love is probably an average defender. There's not as many true centers in the game anymore, so I think it kind of combats that a little bit, and you could make it work, but I definitely agree. It would be a tough sell for Porzingis and Kevin Love. Um, the second team I let, have... Let me hear your other one. Yeah, this one's, I think, a little more realistic. This would be tough to get the pieces right just because of the contracts, but the Celtics, I think they need a big, really bad... Ooh. And I was kind of playing around with the cap space, trying to find something that would work. And more than likely, they would have to deal Hayward. But I think if you could get Brad Stevens on board with it, Mm. because that's his Butler guy. So I think he's the one that you've really got to get to accept that. I think Danny Ainge wouldn't hesitate to do it. 
he, he's got the reputation of treating players as assets. To deal Hayward for love? Yes. And the full trade I've got is it's Hayward and Cantor and a future first for Kevin Love and Della Vadova. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I. What I'm thinking about is how does this play out for Boston on the court? I, I kind of want to see them play like Jalen at the five or something and go with like a small ball approach. What? I'm I'm thinking. Where is Kevin Love your center? If you're trading Canner, who are you playing next to him? Yeah, well, Canner hasn't even been starting. I mean, they're starting lineup last night. This is crazy. Nice. Yeah, they were starting Daniel Tice. Tice. Tyson Tatum is their four and five. And so I think if you put Kevin Love in there for Tice, that's an immediate upgrade. And if you take out Hayward, that frees up shots in the perimeter for guys like Kimba, guys like Jalen Brown, guys like Tatum that have proven to do better when they have a higher volume of shots. And they've played well with Hayward out. And they played great so with crunch, Kyrie out. And I think it's, Crunch time, Kimba, Smart. Tatum, Jalen, and Love. Yeah, I think that's a great five. Is that where we're at? Yeah, and I think that's a great playoff five also. Those are five maybe high Maybe Grant IQ Williams guys. can figure it out. Yeah, and maybe sprinkling some minutes for Robert Williams. You get Ojale in there a little bit. He's been playing a little bit better lately. Yeah, I, I think that would give the Celtics a much better chance because I like their team a lot. I just think some of the teams they're going to run up against in the playoffs, they stand no chance with Tatum being your best big i mean you can't put tatum on Embiid. that's not gonna work <laughs> that's not gonna happen i know and obviously um, you move stuff around and schematically make that match up better but you know what i mean if you're starting tatum and tice as your four and five what are you gonna do come playoff time when you gotta play real fours and fives yeah okay i like this one a little bit better uh, schematically than the dallas one i must say okay Okay, I think those are just two teams that need a big and their contenders. Kevin Love would be okay getting traded there because I think obviously the Cavs are going to give him a little bit of say in where he goes just because he's been a big part mm-hmm. of that team and he's been a pretty good guy for the franchise. Um, yeah. I think also the Celtics are going to be a team that goes after LaMarcus Aldridge if the Spurs decide to blow it up. I think DeRozan and LaMarcus are going to be put on the trading block pretty quick here unless the Spurs have a miraculous turnaround and win six, seven, or eight in a row. And I think the Celtics... Definitely conceivable. I think the Celtics going after LaMarcus Smart, or, wow, LaMarcus Smart, LaMarcus Aldridge would make a ton of sense. Yeah, I would like that too. What do you say we take a little break and then move on to the target that Portland actually does want? Let's do it. Okay, earlier today, I believe. Was it today, Jackson? Uh, Today and last night, there was some rumors, some whispers going around about it. Yes, sir. Our boy Kevin O'Connor at the Ringer. Uh, Don't know him personally, but will someday. Um, We'll love to meet him sometime. (laughs) He... He reported that Portland is looking to make a move for Danilo Gallinari, maybe the off-brand Kevin Love, or maybe even better at this point. He's putting up 18.3 a night, 40% from three. K-Love is putting up 15 a game, and he's 35% from three. I'm just going to throw those numbers at you right now. It's a good point. Love's playing playing 
Danilo's playing more as a three and Love's playing more as a four. So Love's in the paint a little bit more. Bang yeah. Body's getting boards. But yeah, Gallo's probably playing better right now. That is true. Yeah, so he's been playing lights out ball for the Thunder, who have made a little surge here getting back into the playoffs uh, as of today. But I think this is a move that makes a lot more sense for Portland. Like we said, they have the salary cap issues. Um, I think this guy could come in and just stroke it for them, give them another boost of offense. And he's making about a little over $7 million a year less than Kevin Love, so it would be a lot easier to make a move like this. And he's on an expiring contract, so you're going to have to give a tenth of what you would give for Kevin Love exactly so i i think um for portland they're probably not gonna have to give up some crazy nice asset like a deep future pick or something i don't know what do you think about this for the thunder what do you think about this for portland it's tough because as the season's kind of unfolding and the west is starting to really take form. I'm expecting either the Spurs or the Trailblazers to get it together and move up toward that eight seed at some point. But it's still looking mm-hmm. like the Thunder could very well contend for the seven or eight. And so part of me wants to say, let's hold tight. Let's maybe even pick up a piece to try and win now. And let's go see what we can do. And maybe we bring back Gallo or, you know, because he's on an expiring deal. So I just think there's a lot of options. But then there's the other part of me that says, well, Gallo's on the expiring deal. Let's go flip him for a young guy. And let's try and get rid of Schroeder's money. Let's get rid of Steven Adams. Let's get them off the books. Let's lose that long-term commitment money-wise. Or at least money for the next season. And then it frees Mm -hmm. up the possibilities for this summer to either add more young pieces, try and bring in somebody in free agency, or do a whole lot of different things. So, man, I really, I'm just going to kind of leave it up to Presti at this point because this group's been better than I thought they'd be. I didn't really anticipate at any point during the season we'd actually have a shot at the playoffs. So I'm just going to kind of sit back and watch because at this point I could be convinced we should go either way with it either try and win now make the playoffs at least sell the tickets keep the excitement alive around the team and be still have all those picks coming in right we're loaded i mean we are just stacked with assets and you know like i was saying there's the other side of it where you know what if we go stack up a few more future assets i'm not going to be upset either because we cannot go win a ring this year or next year or even the year after that probably the window's still three to five years out probably I don't know what they'd be willing to give up for Gallinari. Uh, I think uh, definitely a lottery pick is a reach, I would say. Oh, absolutely. I think a but, late first might but what be do a you, reach. Yeah, because he's expiring. Right. But what do you think about, like, obviously Bazemore's contract matches up really, really well with Gallinari. It's like 19 mil. Gallinari's on 22 mil a year, whatever. Yeah. And then... I was thinking maybe Nasir Little or something like that. Would you take him as a Thunder fan? Um, I would love. I, I know to have you have Little, but I know I you think, have the crush on Simons. I, w- I would want Simons honestly because a Simons SGA backcourt. Oh man, I, I'd have dreams about that every night. That would be incredible. Six man of the year, Anthony Simons. Hey, long season ahead of us. Long season ahead of us. He's only 21 years old, future. something like that. Yeah, at some point, I think so. He was my long shot for this year. I don't think that's going to happen. But 
I could see it, but at the same time, I think they're going to hold on to Nazir Little just because they need the depth in the front court. And yeah, Gallo, Gallo would help out this season, but he's probably not going to be around longer than this year. And I think they want to keep Little and pair him with Zach Collins in the future and have a rotation of those two in Nurkic. And I think that mm. would be their core of bigs. So I think Little's probably not going to get moved, but I could maybe see, I could see maybe Bazemore in a first for Gallo. Maybe, I don't know. I, I just I can't yeah. really get inside of Presti's head here. I'm not sure because he. I mean, there's no wrong choice to be honest. He's in a pretty good position. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think. I think if they if they can get a nice young player back like Little or something, and then you know Baysmore to make the contracts work, I would do it. I really think I would. I think the Thunder are a few years away from being a serious contender. Obviously, right. not very talented. We have a couple nice pieces like Shea, as you mentioned, but I don't know. I, I think holding tight could make sense. Maybe, I don't know, maybe even re-signing Gallo. Yeah. And Is that crazy? No, because I kind of sit here thinking – at the end of the day, worst case scenario, if you don't get something back for Gallo, you let his contract expire, you let the season run the course, who knows, maybe you get the seven or eight and you win a playoff series and something crazy And we're happens. under the luxury tax. Yeah, I highly doubt it. But then, you know, you get to the summer and Gallo's contract expires and you have some cap flexibility for the first time in forever. And then if you can move Schroeder exactly. or Adams or both also, then all of a sudden the Thunder could be sitting there 30 or 40 million underneath the cap and have the potential to do something really big. Should we just get right into the Thunder ideas? Yeah, I've only got a couple, so I'm interested to see what you've got. Yeah, well, I I think there's a few pieces all of us are looking at asking, you know, Sam what's what's to come are we gonna are we really going all in on this rebuild Shea is that only piece I think that we have who should really stick around for a long time and maybe Steven but it needs to be somewhat of a cut rate deal from what he's on now yeah I'm, I'm uh, with you on Shea but not Steven and just clarifying <laughs> on this along with Gallo supposedly Chris Paul Steven Adams and Schroeder are all on the trade block and other GMs are aware yes that's that's exactly what I had. And then I wanted to mention our boy Andre Roberson. Pretty sad story coming out on him. It I don't really know if you is. got a chance to read that. Yeah, it, it sounded like his yeah. basketball career might be about finished. Well, it's definitely mental because that jumper was never <laughs> that jumper was never there and it sounds like he he's healthy right now, but he, he just I don't know. What's up with our team? Aprinus, now Roberson? That's not really what I saw. I heard he was having a hard time getting back to the health he was in before the injury and just really wasn't making the progress he wanted and was kind of stuck and couldn't get anywhere. And so he was leaving the team to take or pretty much continue his rehab on his own and with a third party and to try and see if he can make a breakthrough outside of the team because he wasn't really making any progress with where he was at so i don't i don't really know the whole deal there but wish him the best and hope he figures it out yeah well back to some of those other guys adams is on a two-year 52 million dollar deal or remaining um 
I don't know. I, I it would really really hurt my soul to see him be traded. So I'd much rather see Chris get moved or Schroeder. I just no one's gonna take Chris Paul. I don't think it's gonna take a huge injury to a playoff contender, um, or even not even playoff contender, a contender in general to win it all to go trade for Chris Paul. I mean that's just such a bad so- contract. Getting stuck with that money is pretty much selling your soul, saying, we're going to try and do it this year, and we realize we're not going to have a chance for the next couple years after. Yeah, so after this season, he has three more years on his Supermax um, yeah. for 124 mil. So total. it is it is so, more literally selling your soul than figuratively there. Because yeah, when you're stuck like, with that money, with a player who's going to be far past his prime at the end of that deal. Scoring like 15 a game. If that. I think he'll be scoring 10 to 12 in a year or two. I I mean, he (laughs) just can't stay healthy. Yeah. I had three teams that I thought maybe could use him. And you can feel free to counter me on these. I thought the Bucks, you know, they've never had that really, really good point guard, although they've won 15 games in a row. And they actually are number one in offensive and defensive net rating right now. I like Which that a is, lot. Um, did you look into that how that would match up That is a stat that means more wise? than anything. Um, well, I don't. I was thinking they probably have to give up Bledsoe. Yeah. And then definitely oh, have to man, move Bledsoe. I, I didn't actually look too heavily into all of Milwaukee's contracts, but I was thinking um, them. I thought they could use him, his leadership, the Timberwolves, if they're ever trying to get serious. They nah, could do Teague. They're not. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't expect it, but uh, the T Wolves and then Miami, who he's been linked to for a while, and they have a handful of contracts they could use to make it work. You know, Waiters, Dragic, James Johnson. Yeah, I think whoever. Miami makes a lot of sense. If him and Jimmy get along, then I think that makes a ton of sense. Yeah, um, I don't know. I and then there's Schroeder. But I don't know what we would get for him. I I saw this report. We're willing to take on bad contracts so and trades. I'm and looking at the Schroeder books can, right now. One trade that I'm yeah. coming up with just real quick. Uh, how much is Chris Paul owed this year? It's about 40 mil, isn't it? It's like 38.5. 38.5. That's going to spike a little bit. You'd have to do Eric Bledsoe at 16 million, George Hill at 9 million. And Ilyasova mm. at seven million, and maybe throw Ilyasova's in like an important player. Do what? Ilyasova's kind of important for them. That's just the only way the salaries would work. Yeah, because they've got know, they've got so gamble. much going to Middleton, Giannis, and Bledsoe that I mean it's about impossible to make it work. And I know they're not going to give up uh, Brook Lopez in that deal, Brolo. So I that would no. be a tough one, but. Maybe a three-team trade, you could figure it out. Yeah. Well, that's all I really have on the Thunder potential moves. All I really want is another first-round pick or another really hype prospect. That's that's really all I can ask for. Yeah, I really just want, I want somebody to pair in the backcourt with Shea because I think he's really kind of a combo guard that can play the one or the two. And I'm waiting exactly. for the other guard that is the chosen Mello. one that we pair with him. 
That would be cool. Lamella. Uh, a couple ideas that I had. I don't think the Hornets would ever go for this, but I would love. I mean, I would love to see the Hornets trade us Malik Monk, Devontae Graham, and some other package, either for Schroeder or Gallo or some picks or whatever Jordan may want. It, I mean, it's the Hornets, so it's probably going to be a lopsided <laughs> trade that we win. And I would just, I'd love to get a couple of those guys out of Charlotte. Bring them into Oklahoma City, pair them with Shea, let them get to work and see what they could become. Because I haven't given up on Malik Monk yet. He's shown some flashes. He's still incredibly young. You know he's got the offensive ability in there to make in the NBA. And then Devontae Graham, your boy, he's been balling. My boy has been cooking, set that franchise record, 10 threes in one game the other night. Yeah, and him and Shea together, that would be a nice little backcourt pairing. That would be cold. Um I don't think it's ever going to happen, though. I think Charlotte likes their little young core of Devontae, Bridges, PJ. Don't forget about Rozier. He's the focal point of the offense. Yeah, there we go. Okay, what do you say we take a little break and come back with some landing spots? One sec, one sec. I got one more to throw at you here. Uh, This is the one. You're going to hate this. But (laughs) we give Golden State a call. And we tell them, we'll give you Steven Adams and Schroeder, two first-round picks for D'Angelo Russell, Kevon Looney, Alec Burks, and Willie Cauley-Stein. It would match up salary-wise. And think about this. I know immediately you're going to say no, but that gives them the relief to sign two more players this season. So it'll help aid their horrible year they're having so far. It also gives them two guys to play that are going to help sell tickets, help get the franchise a little bit more excited for next season. And then next year, your starting lineup is going to be Steph, Clay, Draymond, whoever else, whatever three or four you want, and Steven Adams. That's pretty solid. And then off the bench, you got Schroeder as your sixth man. And then I you've like also that. got like that for... you've also got some picks, some youth, and it actually gets them right at the cap level so with another move or two they could actually have some cap space at that point so schroeder and adams and two picks yeah i think that's what you have to do and then after next season when schroeder and cap relief uh part of it's for cap relief part of it is because i want d'angelo russell back (laughs) okay that's where i was going with that yeah, yeah, no, I, I actually don't think that is too crazy. I think I would like that. I would love that if we. Could I really do. Off. I'm not sure you could get the Warriors to buy it, but man, D'Lo SGA in the backcourt, and you've still got some picks left. Sign me up. Sign me up. Mm, yeah, I like it. I'm I'm not 100% sold on D'Lo yet. I, I'm still not, but I think that would be pretty cool. I would be here for it, definitely. All right, let's take a break, and we'll be back. Okay, moving on here. I have three guys who are in NBA purgatory right now. We saw Melo escape and become the Western Conference Player of the Week last week, dropping 25-8 and eight his first week with the Blazers. There are three guys that still need to be picked up, signed to an NBA roster, or traded. They are J.R. Smith... Andre Iguodala and Jamal Crawford. 
Do you have a landing spot for JR? I have, I got a couple places for JR and Iggy, but Jamal, I don't know, man. Uh, do you have anything on him? Where do you want to start here? Um, I think that the Iggy situation is quite a bit different than JR and Jamal. Jamal's unsigned really just because yeah. he's so old, honestly. I think a lot of people just think he's done and doesn't have anything left in the tank. And then JR is really unsigned. One, because he's getting old, and two, because he's just kind of a problem guy, and he's known to be that. I think JR is a tough sell a lot of places just because teams that would be really willing to go after him are going to be contenders, and contenders also have to look at their Mm -hmm. locker room balance and take into effect or take into account what's the effect of signing JR going to be? Could it possibly screw things up in the locker room? Would it be a seamless transition? Would it, you know, would it be smooth? You never know, and you have to really look into that and account for that. I think the Rockets mm-hmm. would make sense with JR, and that's really the only really? team that comes to mind. Yeah, they need the shooting, and I think okay. he can make it work. I think he would respect Russ and Harden enough <clears throat> to make it work and kind of keep the attitude in check and try to win a ring. Okay. Um, Another ring for him. I'll tell you what I had. I had Iggy going to Houston. Because Houston sense. is number three in offense, offensive efficiency, number fifteen defensively. I'm surprised we both know. 15. I would expect them to be like twenty-five. I, I, I know, right? I mean, they gave up what one sixty to the Wizards this season. Yeah, they gave we up one sixty to the Wizards. Insane. Yeah, we know that Russ and Harden are not going to be good enough defensively come playoff time. Whenever you're going up against the Lakers or Clippers, Iguodala is that stopper. I think you could throw him at LeBron. You could throw him at either one of the wings in L.A. with the Clips. I think it would be a home run trade for Houston, and Daryl Morey is the type of guy to go get a deal like this done. So I, like I think. That. Only yeah, question I mean, I, I know. Have, what does Houston mm-hmm. throw to Memphis to get them to agree to that deal? Yeah, and that's that's gonna be the challenge. I'm thinking maybe Eric Gordon might uh, have to be a, but, a casualty here. But then you got cap space issues is the only thing because I think Gordon's owed six, seven, or eight more a year than Iggy is. Ah, uh, uh, that's tough. Where do you think he wants they to can, go? If, if where where are you who, thinking that Iggy? Yeah, he's because I'm sure he's got friends on no, just about no, every this, team. Who do you think he's calling? This could work out really well. Iggy's making seventeen. Eric Gordon's oh, wow. making okay, about seventeen. That so yeah, that's perfect. Perfect match. I thought Iggy perfect was down Eric Gordon could be a nice little presence in that Memphis locker room. Someone who actually wants to play, and he's signed up for four more years after this one. I don't. Oh, oh Nene is making. He's making ten million as well, so I don't know. They have they have a few options here as to Nene's how they can make it work. making ten million for the Rockets <laughs> for this season and next. Holy shit! When did they sign that deal? How did I miss that? That's awful. He's got to be like I forty know. by now. He might be Vince Carter yeah, age almost. Jeez. Capella's not going anywhere. The way he's been rebounding this season, he means a lot to them. I don't know. I I just think Iggy, man. Go sure up that defense, really push the Rockets over the edge. But back to JR, I had two teams. I was thinking Philly or Milwaukee. I know Philly lost JJ's three-point shooting Philly in the would be season. big, but he might be trouble yes. in that locker room. 
I think it. I think that'd be fine, man. I really think Simmons and Embiid care. You about think Embiid and Jr. would the, get along more than the public thinks? I think they can make it work, man. Okay. I think Jr. would be a great fit along the sidelines with Michael Rubin, Meek Mill, and all them. Lil Uzi. It's it's meant to be, man. I think he could come in there, jack up six, seven threes a game, knock down three or four, put up twelve every night, be a little boost for them offensively because. That is their one area of struggle. Yeah, I could see that. I could also see maybe Toronto. I'm not sure. I if was he thinking would about that too. Be willing to go there? Even I don't know what exactly he's looking for at this point. But that's a team that I think could use the shooting, and they're a contender borderline. Oh, for sure. I would say they definitely are. Jamal, Love the way though, Van Vliet's been playing and Siakam. Jamal, yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know on that one either. I'm looking. Just sign him. The Bucks could use him. I, just, I mean, just about every team could use him, honestly. He's going to play 10 to 20 minutes a night and get you as many buckets as you want. He's not going to be getting into playoff rotations, I don't think. No, so I think, I, I think be he's someone more who just a veteran locker room presence who's gonna be a regular season filler kind of guy who you know if you're the clippers and Kawhi is on the load management night you play him 15 25 minutes <laughs> or you know just a guy to kind of eat up minutes and keep everyone healthy but still be a solid contributor that can definitely get his own on offense and be a helping hand in the locker room that's going to mentor the young guys because i know the phoenix guys like having him around a lot last year and i heard tons of good stuff out of the locker room about him yeah, I think you you just stole every word I could have said about him. Just <laughs> someone, please sign the guy, dude. He just wants to hoop. It's that simple. Yeah, I want to say he it's dropped a simple. forty piece at one point with the Suns last year, so you know he can still get it done. I think it was fifty. It might have been. Might have been. Might have been. All right, hey Daryl, go get Iggy. You're welcome for the idea. Daryl could use I'm all sure three of those the guys. Phone already. <laughs> Dude, the Rockets bench is so weird. Ben McLemore's so been weird. going off. Yeah, McLemore, Gary Clark, and House. Like, and House Rivers. has been good. House has been it's good. ridiculous who they've been churning out there. One thing I'm going to throw at you real quick. I was looking at some advanced metrics today. I'll throw a few out later probably. Guess who the number two player is in overall offensive rating? Um... Is it Harold? It's Ben McLemore. Oh, okay. I don't that know how they count. can figure that. I, I'm sure if there's a minimum requirement, he would not meet it. But Dwight Powell was one. Yes. Ben McLemore's two. Luca was three. Wow. Yeah, pretty interesting. Yeah, and then put Harden the, put was the like minimum eight. LeBron was nine. Yeah, if there's the minimum in there, it'd be a whole lot different probably. But I thought that was funny seeing Ben McLemore up there. So he's having a great season, and they've gotten a lot out of the guys that I did not expect to give anything. So who knows? Houston mm-hmm. will be an interesting team to watch come trade deadline time and over the next couple months. Yep. Okay, let's move on. Let's do it. Okay, it was brought to my attention today that CBS had published a recent report about my coach, Bill Self, rumored to be headed to the San Antonio Spurs upon Greg Popovich's retirement. This this has my ears perked up. 
This is reported by Sam Amick and John Mellinger over at The Athletic. I don't know. I think this is a makes a lot of sense for Bill Self, man. Yeah. You, what are your What are your initial thoughts here? I have a few. I kind of just want to hear what you think before I get into it. First thought is, I don't think Pop is done. I don't think he's just going to go down with this team. I think he would have yeah, so retired has, before this season if he was going to. He do signed it. a three year extension coming into this year, right. but he said he's taking it a year at a time. So Which, it's not totally. So. But I think part of that yeah. is also contingent upon the fact that he's pretty old and it's going to be based 70. off his health and what he wants to do and what's best for him and his family and everything like that. And so. I just see basketball being his whole life, and I don't see him being able to walk away until he gets to a point in his life where he has a real reason to. I don't think them having one bad season is going to be enough for him to throw in the towel. But at the same time, Mm -hmm. if it was for some reason, I think Bill Self would make a ton of sense. And I think with the heat that he's kind of under at KU from the NCAA right now with all the bullshit allegations, which a lot of people are dealing with that. But I think it would be a great time. pull a Pete Carroll. Yeah, and just kind of with the whole shakeup around the landscape of college basketball and with how much change is coming and with really all the bullshit the NCAA is doing right now, I would not blame him at all for making the jump to the NBA. I think it'd be a great point in his career to do it. He's won a ton at KU. He's proven he's one of the best coaches to do it. So might as well get out of the hot water and stop having to deal with the NCAA's BS and move on to a bigger stage. Well, for me as a KU fan, I I need one thing before Bill leaves, and that's another national title. You know, the last one we won was 08. I was a young a young buck back then. Yep. I'm finishing my last year of school here right now. I want another national championship before he leaves because – yeah, he does have an incredible resume. They won 14 straight Big 12 titles until this last season. Get that one more national championship. That's that's what KU's all about. That's what the goal is every single season. I think if he could do that, then that will signal to everyone that maybe it is time for him to go try something new. But then you factor in like the Bryce Thompson thing, the relationship he has with his dad and everything. I don't I don't really see him leaving. Um, but then you look at the relationship he has with the Spurs. I don't know if you know about this. R.C. Buford, their general manager, was his college teammate at OSU. Did not know that. You know that? No. Yeah. And him and Buford were assistants under Larry Brown on K on the KU staff. So they have quite the relationship. You know, he's been groomed under all these great coaches in front of him. And I, I don't know. I think it would. I think it'd be a great fit for the Spurs. You know, Bill's shown that he can stay in one place and create su- sustained success for a long time. That's what the Spurs are all about. Buford would have his good friend coaching that team every night. I think it'd make a whole lot of sense. But like I said, I need another natty before he even thinks about going. And then you pointed out Pop. Like basketball is his life. Yeah, I don't I, think I don't it's going to be very easy for him to just be like, eh had my first subpar or sub 500 record and however many seasons it's been, you know, like eh, one bad year, we'll call it quits. I I'm just good. don't really see that. I also don't see him being willing to walk out on a note like that. I think he's going to want to at least go on another playoff run. And, you know, kind of like you were saying with Bill Self, like you want another ring. 
I think, or another natty, I think Pop kind of wants another ring or at least to give it another run before he's ready to call it quits. Because I just, I can't imagine anyone that's had such an illustrious and decorated career being willing to go out on a losing note like that without being forced out. Yeah. I, I just, and no one in their right mind is going to force Pop out. So I, I think he's there oh, throughout the duration of his contract, at least. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's there another eight years. <laughs> It'd be 78. How old's Belichick? Joe Paterno did it till he was 99 or 110 or whatever. He, he can I was college. Out. I'm kidding, but... <laughs> There have been okay. plenty of guys just, to go older into their careers. I think he's an exception also. If he wants to be there, you let him stay. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to mention that. I think it's worth talking about. Yeah, the Spurs intriguing. have been a mess this season. Yeah. And it's directly affected me. I'm yep. going to the game tonight, so Definitely. rock chalk, baby. Who do they have tonight? All right. Let's. Uh, Milwaukee. Should be a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, sir. Okay, let's switch gears a little bit. Alrighty. Okay, it's been a minute since we dropped a hot minute on y'all, so we came back with one today. Jackson, are you ready? Born ready. Are, is your tail scorched? Oh, I'm ready. Oh, that's a that's a hot seat. What am I thinking? Anyway, hot minute, hot seat. About to be it's f- all hot. It's it's boiling lava hot. Okay, here we go. On fuego. You are leading this off. Let's get it. The Patriots are at it again. Yes, apparently the Patriots were caught filming the Bengals plays. They play the Bengals next week. They had 10 minutes of film of what looked like play calling, and it's been a huge fiasco. The guy was wearing Patriots gear. Complete idiot if true. Hilarious if not. Regardless, fuck the Patriots. All right, Tennessee Titans. Best team in the AFC South, man. They're 6-1 with Tanny Hill. Derrick Henry is the best power back in the league. Teams are going to want nothing to do with him in the playoffs in the fourth quarter. Watch out. Okay, here we go. NFC West. Uh, looking like it's going to be the Seahawks and Niners or the Packers and Saints coming out of the NFC. I'm taking Packers and Saints over the Seahawks and Niners. I got a gut feeling the NFC West is not as good as people think. Cubs retooling. Ooh. Okay, they say Willie's on the trade block. That's Wilson Contreras. They say Rizzo's on the trade block. I'm sick of this. Get rid of it. Keep those two. Get rid of Chris Bryant, the strikeout king. Retool that bullpen with what you can give for him. Okay, moving on. The buzzer beaters last night. D. Rose and Bielitsa both hit buzzer beaters within seconds of each other. Pretty crazy. Rose had 17 in the fourth. Both, po- or both post-game interviews were incredible. Uh, LaMelo Ball. Big shout out for Drew. Big shout out. Uh, LaMelo. Okay, this is my number one prospect. He's out four weeks now in New Zealand, balling for the Illawarra Hawks. I think he can do it all. Pass, assist, score, shoot from deep. I love Anthony Edwards as a scorer. I need to see more on James Wiseman. All right. Okay, Trey versus Luca. All right, I'm sick and tired of it. People on Twitter talking all the time, why isn't Trey getting the love Luca is? Luca's putting up 39.2, 9.8, shooting 48% from the floor, 31.5 player efficiency rating, 4.7 win shares. Trey's averaging 28.8 points, 8.4 assists, 4.1 boards, shooting 46% from the field. 24.8 player efficiency rating, 
2.1 win shares. His numbers come nothing close to Luka's. I'm sorry, it's been more than a minute, but I got to finish this rant because I'm sick and tired of hearing the comparison. I saw go, people, go, go. people were actually rating Trey as a more as a more impactful and better player than Luka this season. I saw somebody had him at three and Luka at four last night with hundreds and thousands of likes. Absolutely blew my mind. Player impact estimate, all right? This is how much they're impacting the game. Luka is second. Trey is 15th, okay? The Mavs are 16 and 7. The Hawks are 6 and 17. It's just absolutely mind boggling to me. I already mentioned the offensive rating. Lucas fourth. Trey Young's not even in the top 50. And those are advanced metrics. No matter what way you want to look at it, Trey Young is nothing compared to Luka. I think I just spent a minute on that rant alone, but I had to say it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Wow. Okay, that was a pretty hot minute. Um, that was a hot minute. Is there anything else before we want to go? Um, I think Snacks won our Power Five challenge last week. Oh shit! Yeah, he did. Um, I, I that was pretty rough in that one. Yeah, I think we still need to pay him. Yes, probably we do that do. after we get off the mic. Um, anything else though? Uh, OU not getting getting hated on for the playoff here. I kind of like OU and um, Clemson to cover. Uh, I don't know about the spreads. We'll but touch think, on all this. I we'll think touch on all this in the future, but we definitely will. I think Ohio State and LSU are on a collision collision course, and I think they're both by far the best two teams. I think people are criminally underrating Clemson right now I cannot wait for that game that is that's, a clash of the titans that's if I have ever seen a one. great game I am very excited for those games also literally must watch tv yeah and we're gonna have a whole podcast coming out pretty soon previewing all the bowl games hitting on the playoff touching all the big stuff yes sir and if you're if you're still listening we are launching two new podcast feeds over the winter break, so keep an eye out for that. I know we teased uh, Jack's pod, going to be NBA-centric, pretty heavy on the thunder, I'm sure. And then Jordan Nickel with At The Movies, partnering up with At The Minute. It should be pretty cool. Bingeable TV shows, uh, new movies com- coming out, you know, all that good stuff. So Big stuff coming. Keep an eye out. Yes, sir. We going fed. <laughs> okay. If you enjoyed the show, uh, Jackson left me out to dry there. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> if you enjoyed the show, leave a review. Give that a five-star rating. We love to see y'all's feedback in any way, shape, or form. So thank you so much, and have a great week. <laughs>